Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or by visiting our website at keepingitsporty.com. On today's episode, I am joined by TMU Bold Hockey goaltender and huge Canadians fan, Aaron Becker. Aaron, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Break's been good. Hanging with the family and uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so Aaron, um, you're the third backup goalie right now for the TMU Bold. Uh, but let's backtrack a little bit. How did you get into playing hockey and becoming a goaltender in the first place? Um, so I grew up in like a very uh, hockey based family. You know, my parents loved it from kids and, um, you know, their parents are big Montreal Canadiens fans. My mom was born in Montreal and uh, we'd always have games on and uh, I'd always just be watching and I love to watch hockey and I learned to skate when I was like three or four years old. So I actually learned pretty early. And um, I'd say the reason I became a goaltender is I'd always be pointing at the goalie on the TV. Um, I used to like watching the old time Habs games and I just love watching goalies and I just thought they were cool. And, you know, I never tried it, but I always thought that was something that I'd want to do. So when I was like really young, that's the first thing I got an opportunity to do. Very nice. And I guess, yeah, I guess you were watching uh, Carey Price back then, huh? Back oh, when yeah, was... all the time. All the time. Yeah, the best, huh? Oh, <laughs> so fast forwarding now you're in the sport media program along with myself and about 78 other students um why sport media in the first place you know for me i just felt that it would be like a really hands-on course like i felt like i'd really get an opportunity to like interact and you know work on things that you know really appeal to like what i want to learn so I felt like with other programs, I'd be sitting in lectures and I wouldn't really get the opportunity to like, you know, go out there. I wouldn't really get the opportunity to broadcast and like all these cool things that sport, sport media offers. So I felt that it really like connected with like what I'm interested in doing in my future, as well as gave me an opportunity to like be part of something. You know, it's a small group, you know, everybody, you're going to be working with everyone. So I just thought like it would be able to be something that I could put a lot of attention into. And, you know, it would also give me an opportunity to like excel in a program. You know, there's a lot of like opportunity to like stand out. Uh, you know, just ways to like differentiate yourself from other people. And I felt that I have a better opportunity to do that in a program like sports media rather than something like psychology, where there's just so many people and you're just a number. So I think sport media was just the right program for me. And that's why I'm here. I mean, you're right about the hands-on thing. I mean, you know, getting to do even the bold broadcasts and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's pretty cool, you know, camera and commentary, whatever. So, so that's pretty cool. So... On game day now, I'm curious, what does a typical game day look like for you? I'd say a typical game day for me, you know, whether I'm playing or not playing kind of differentiates a little bit. But like I'd say, like when I'm playing, a game day will look like, you know, just getting a good meal in. Never been a big napper, so no nap before the game. It's not my thing. But I get a good meal in, you know, stretch the legs out a little bit. I have a certain like hands-on warm-up I do with like, I have these little blue balls that are like, um, you know, like, really good for like tracking and kind of stuff. So I do a little bit of juggling, throwing it off the wall, you know, I have like three of those, uh, roll out with the roller. Uh, always got the music in, um, it's music all the time, 24 seven. Um, don't really like to talk to anybody before games. I'm not like one of those people that like, you can't talk to me, but I kind of just like to stay in my own zone. Um, I have a little bit of like a warm up I do by myself in the corner just to get myself hyped. I put on the same, you know, a couple songs every time and just do some stretches, some hands, visualizing some shots. And going into the net, um, you ever see me play at TMU, you'll see I've done a certain post tap for about like 10 years of my life. 
and I do it before every single period. So that's just my way of locking in. It's a superstition. Anytime I play any game anywhere, I do it. So you'll always see that when I'm in the net. So that's another thing about how I do it. Now, what, what, what kind of music is you're listening to here? I think I think we have to know. I'll, I'll let the listeners in on a little bit of a behind the scenes. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's not a lot of rap. Like I got a couple rap songs on there. I'm a big J. Cole fan. I like some Eminem to warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be honest, I have a lot of Taylor Swift on there. I have a Carly Rae Jepsen song on there. I have Katy Perry on there. Just things to kind of keep me loose, you know. Um, love the 2010s music. Love, like, I know Wrecking Ball was one of my favorite warm-up songs. Um, Firework was one of my favorite warm-up songs. Always listen to Roar before the game. And then I have a couple of just, like, you know, some basic rap songs, some Drake, throwing a little bit of, like, Cardi in there. And that's pretty much it. Nice. You like to mix it up. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, so how has the adjustment been for you now? Getting used to a new team, you know, coming in from high school and playing with guys. I mean, most of them are probably older than you, I'd imagine, right? So how has that adjustment been, in your opinion? It's been good. Um, you know, I was really ecstatic to be here. And, you know, the guys have been great. Like, obviously, I'm a lot younger than a lot of them. Some of them by five or six years. But, um, you know, just so professional. All the guys have been great. You know, it's super nice to meet them um include me in everything so it was a bit of an adjustment getting used to like playing with older players you know these guys are pros right like they don't they don't mess around they take care of their bodies they work hard so it's a thing where everyone is really really into it so it's like a job for them and um I really just embraced you know how it is and I really enjoyed like getting getting used to it um I'd say like one of the main things that I was like worried about is like not being able to communicate with people on the team. Like I was just wondering, like, would they just see me as like a younger guy, you know, someone who's just there to help out with practices, but you know, they treat me just like a teammate and I couldn't ask for anything more. It's a great group of guys, great team and expecting some big things in the second semester. Yeah, that's terrific. I mean, it's great when you get to bond with your team in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were originally trying out for the team, what was that process like? And I mean, did you have to just kind of go in or were you contacted by someone or? It was actually my mom. Thank you, mom. Uh, she sent ah. me a, um, a link for through Instagram to a TMU uh, open skate. And um, I'm telling you, funny story, I actually almost didn't go. Like I went to a Frost Week party and I was just about to text my mom. I'm like, I don't want to go to this. But, you know, I ended up going and uh, I think four guys came out and I didn't really expect much, but, you know, the coach was there in the stands and he said to me, you want to come out to a practice this week? And I, at first I was like, no way, like, this is sick. Like, I didn't really, you know, I was still trying to find a team at that point. I didn't know if there would be like something for real, but, you know, I think some things happened where it was like maybe some decommitments. I don't really know the full story, but there was a opportunity for me to be the third string goalie for first semester and see what happens in the second. And, um yeah it just kind of happened like it all happened so fast within a week I was you know kind of like part of the team and you know I was in the dressing room with the guys and kind of just came out of nowhere for me like I always talk to my friends about what if I actually play university hockey and I tried to explain to them like it's a really high level it's a high process these guys all played four years in the O so I really wasn't expecting it um I was just looking for some ice at the mat of me playing Maple Leaf Gardens was sick and then you know I got this great opportunity and just so grateful for it and I'm loving it. So I want to know, do you have a specific hockey idol who you kind of, I guess, I mean, look up to? Pretty, 
Yeah, it's a pretty basic one for this one, but 100%, you know, like carry price. I actually have two. I'm going to give two. Uh, carry price would obviously be my like idol through hockey. You know, he's the reason I'm a goalie. I have him on my goalie mask at the back plate. Uh, met him a couple times. Super great guy. Um, you know, I used to be a kid sitting in my room watching carry price highlights on repeat all the time. So I just love watching him play. And, you know, sadly, he doesn't anymore, but he was definitely one. Um, another one of my hockey idols would be Paul Rosen. He is the uh, sledge hockey goaltender for Team Canada. He played over there. Actually, hang on. Hang on one sec. Let's see a show right there. It's one of the cards that I have over here of him. I have a signed oh. picture that I take off the wall. But um, he's helped me through a lot. Um, you know, he's had some of his own struggles of his own, which he's talked to me about. And I'd say off the ice, he's had the biggest impact in the hockey world um that anyone in the industry has um great guy still still keep in touch with him and you know i've talked to him so much about you know the mental side of hockey and you know just trying to be better and only controlling what i can control um he's involved with tmu a little bit like he knows a professor of mine so you know he kind of like is telling me like things that i can do to be involved and really help me out on the ice and off the ice well, that's very cool. I mean, most people, I guess, they just give someone in the NHL, but you have another specific connection. Yeah, for sure. Which is, which is sure. very unique, I think. Wow. There's so there's so many, but those are two that come off the dome right away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. I'd imagine. Um, so now, what is your end goal, do you think, here? I mean, obviously, the NHL, I'd imagine, with hockey. But yeah. if not the NHL, what's the plan B for you? You know, when I was like a young kid, obviously the first thing I was thinking is NHL, but now the older I get, the more I kind of realize that like hockey could take me so many other places than, you know, to the pros. Obviously that's an ideal goal playing pro hockey in Europe, for example, would just be absolutely amazing. But I'd say the end goal for me right now is to, you know, just keep on doing things, but also get into the business side. I'm really interested in business of hockey, you know, the things that go on behind the scenes. So I'd say that would definitely be one of my end goals if it doesn't work out as a player. Um, staying involved in the game, you know, maybe working with TMU one day on the team with something. Um, but yeah, I definitely say like just staying on the business side of hockey. But regardless of uh, what it's done, hockey's like taught me so much, right? Like it's given me so many opportunities to meet new people, form connections uh, in the hockey world. So like so many people that I know and can reach out to. So it's done a lot of good for me and it's helped me throughout my career and whatever I do. So, but yeah, to answer your question, definitely something in business or hopefully the pros never know. Yeah. You got you have to keep the, um, the hope and belief alive, right? So, exactly. Right. And, and networking is important as well. So that's good 100%. that you brought that up. 100%. Networking is everything, right? So <laughs> yeah. Forming connections and meeting people, putting yourself out there, getting people to know your name. Um, you know, just taking like the risks and doing the things other people aren't willing to do. Um, if I hadn't, you know, gone to that skate, for example, or, you know, one other thing I didn't bring up is I emailed the coach like in August, uh, actually it was way earlier. It was after I finished high school. So it was like kind of like June time. I emailed the coach and I'm like, my name's Aaron Becker. Uh, I'm a goalie. This is where I play. If you guys ever need a goalie for any skate, anytime, anywhere, let me know. And I'm happy to come out. And he said, we'll keep you in mind. And you just never know, like putting yourself out there. You never know when your opportunity can come and, you know, who you can meet or who can help you achieve your goals. So just putting yourself out there is a really important thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's good that you did that because I'm sure some people wouldn't have the, I guess, 
initiative to do that, right? Because it, it takes guts to go and put yourself out there like that. So it's I think like that gives you a, a good edge. 100%. And like, these are the things I didn't really think of at first. Um, Like, I didn't really want to do it. Thank you, mom. You're the reason why I did it. You told me to do it. But you know, the older I get, and the more it's worked out for me, I kind of realized that like, you know, she's right, like reaching out on your own is super important. And I've started to do that on my own. And you know, we'll just see how it pays off. Well, you know, my mom always tells me mom's no best, right? So I, I guess it's really true. Right? <laughs> she tells me to do something. Normally, I'll do it and it works out. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta listen to I that. hear you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is there any advice now that you'd give to maybe younger hockey sports players or maybe your younger self in general? Enjoy it, I'd say. Um, for me, it's like it went by fast in my final year. And, you know, it's one of those things where you're always thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, where can you play, what you're going to do. Um, I kind of realized that with TMU, you know, I'm always aware that, you know, things change fast at this level, right? If someone better comes along, doesn't matter who you are, the level of hockey that I'm playing on right now, that's how things work. It's pro hockey. Everyone here is here on scholarship and they're here to you know make a difference and everyone here wants to win right so any way you can make your team better teams will do it so it's one of those things that where me being on you know with TMU this uh, season right now it's one of those things where I just kind of learned to appreciate it a little bit more you know and not thinking that this lasts forever it could be my last day I have no idea what my last day could be so just being able to appreciate being there and just kind of living in the moment just enjoying every single time you step on the ice. I'd say that's the most important piece of advice I can give to, you know, a young athlete, just step on the ice every time you're on it, you know, just enjoy it and be grateful that you're there because so many people don't get that opportunity. Yeah. Soak in the moment, right? That's, that's what you have to do. hundred percent. Okay. So moving on now to the Canadians, mm -hmm. uh -oh. obviously, <laughs> That was a rough loss. Well, at the time that we're recording this, a rough loss yesterday night to the Buffalo Sabres because yeah. yeah, that was not a good uh, game at all. Al Allen was in net for that, right? Yes, Jake Allen was in net. Most likely to be traded, I, I think, at least. But it sucks. Seems like they're just like his trade value is just going to go down and down. Like, I mean, could have moved him earlier, but, you know, kind of waited to the deadline and kind of hoping he plays well now so we can get better value. Obviously, there's no need for three goalies. So. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the tough part, right? The the three goalie rotation they have right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do there. But obviously, you can't get rid of Montembeau. But no, absolutely not. Young guy, right? You never know with him. And same thing with Primo. But yeah. So, I I mean, I'm not sure how closely you follow the Habs, but it seems like you follow them yeah. a decent amount. Mm -hmm. Six points out of a wild card spot right now. Do you think they can push through and make it in? The bias in me says yes. The person who watches hockey says probably not. Um, we're on a pretty downward trajectory, as I see it right now. You know, so many injuries. Dvorak's out for the season now. Yeah. Um, and I'd say we're just, I think we're going to be maybe a little bit sellers at the deadline. I think, you know, with our team is like really young and we're in a bit of a development process. You know, it's pretty crazy that we're, six points out of a wild card just the way we played right we're right there and i don't know there's just so many teams out there that i just can't see us competing with in the playoffs or down the stretch um i don't know it's going to be really tough i'd give them about a 30 percent chance right now yeah i mean I, yeah that's being optimistic itself yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'd have to I'd have to agree with you there because I mean I'm I'm pulling up the standings now and I mean I see the teams that are ahead of them and it's like yeah. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Washington, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and then yeah, I don't know. They're not. Uh, it's not looking good right now. But no, definitely not. As long as the Leafs lose in the first round, you know it's going to use the pain <laughs> a little bit. It's to pay a little bit of a tough season. Yeah, I mean it. It'll help to ease the pain a little, right? It'll it'll like balance it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's funny? If you listen to some of the earlier podcast episodes from last season, I had some Leaf fans who actually made me into a Leaf fan as well, and I was cheering for them in the playoffs last year. Which oh, is a big mistake. Oh, I know, I know. That is brutal. Oh boy, I don't oh. know. It was terrible. I was going on. I was saying this is going to be the Leafs year. The Leafs are going to win. And you know, I'm a firm. Funny. Like, when Montreal was in the finals and everything, Leafs fans were like, some of them were cheering for Montreal. I'm like, that's yeah. that's great and all, but if the Leafs are in the finals against anybody, maybe Boston. Well, if the Leafs are in the finals. I'm yeah. never cheering for the Leafs. Right? Like I don't, yeah. I don't care that they're a Canadian team. Like I don't care. I'm never cheering for the Leafs, no matter what. Never. That's a good attitude. But I mean, here's the thing. I'm a firm believer that they made it past the first round last season because I was cheering for them. That's all I'm saying. Let's change that this year. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, I'm not cheering for them anymore. Yeah, there, there's Perfect. no way. There's no Perfect. way. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that that's over for sure. Now with the Habs. What changes do you think they have to make? I mean, you said they'd be sellers, obviously, and not, like they're going to get rid of Jake Allen. Yeah. What changes do you think the team has to make? I mean, defense, offense. What, what, what are you thinking here with the team? This year, I don't think they should make that many changes. Um, this year, I think they should just keep it the same. You know, we got a lot of young prospects. Like, we got Fowler. We got Lane Hudson, who's on the up-and-coming. Problem with Montreal is just, I just see they can't put the puck in the net. Like, our leading scorer as well at 10 goals a season. Like, it's it's not that... It's not that good. And I just don't think, you know, getting younger or sorry, older players, veteran players is the right move at the moment. I don't think you want to sell young at this point in the season. You know, it's kind of like a long shot to even make the playoffs, let alone win the Stanley Cup. So I think just kind of keeping things the same, letting it play out and trading some veteran players like Allen hurts me, hurts my heart to say trade Joel Armia. But, you know, maybe if you can get something from him from a, you know, contending team, and get a move to Matheson's been great, but if you get a good offer for a young player, I'd move too. So, you know, just kind of keeping, you know, the status quo right now and changing, you know, if you can get a good young player. Well, you know, Armia has been playing a lot better lately. I, I love Armia. I'm a huge Armia fan. It hurts my heart, but, you know, some teams are going to want him at the deadline. If you can get like a first round pick or you can get a young stud, it might not be the dumbest move when he's on a short contract. I agree. Now, my final question also about the Habs, is about the All-Star game. Coming here in Toronto in February, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, Nick Suzuki's already, where we know he's going to the All-Star game. Is Cole Caulfield going to make the All-Star game? Maybe, should he know. I don't think he's had an All-Star season. You know, he's been good, but I don't think he's like at the level of some players who deserve it more. Uh, like I'd say, like, there's got to be so many guys that just deserve it more. I've had better seasons. And I'm not saying he's not an all-star caliber player. He will be an all-star. He's going to be a, like a 30, 40 goal scorer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Awesome player. I just don't think he's done enough this season. I'd say Suzuki, I don't think he's done enough either, but you get like one, you get one from each <laughs> team, right? So I don't know. Like, I'd give it to like Matheson, honestly. You know, Suzuki's kind of been underwhelming this season. He's had a worse year than his previous two. But, you know, he's our captain. 
strong player. So, and Matheson's kind of like an older defenseman. So you kind of want to send your young stud to the all-star game. But, you know, I expect big things from them for the next couple of years. Like playing with Slavkovsky sick. Love watching that line go. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure it out and adding some young pieces to our team. You know, we got Ryan Backer who's going to be up there soon. Fifth overall pick, right? Sixth, whatever we got. But he's going to be, he's going to be good too. So I'm not worried about the future. Gooley, so many, so many great young players. Yeah, you have Owen Beck coming up as Owen well, or too, yeah. sooner than later. Owen. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, the, the future looks bright. It's just right now, they're right in that like mediocre range yeah, where they're exactly. not good. Not bad not... enough to get a good pick, but not good enough to make it deep in the playoffs or, or the playoffs. Exactly. So it's kind of like in the middle at the moment. And me being a Raptors fan as well, it feels like that on both ends. So. Yeah, it's tough for the Raptors <laughs> right now. You know, it's. Yeah, it's a rough season. They're going to be sellers too. I could see Pascal being traded too, yeah. so it's going to be a lot. But time will tell. Just got to see what happens. Toronto sports, right? It's Toronto yeah. Sports. yeah, I, I, I know. It's, yeah. I expect better from Montreal, though. I really do. Yeah, I, I think I, I think things are going to start looking up next year. I mean, this year I thought they weren't going to make a wild card at all. They've surprised me. They've done maybe a touch better than I expected, but. Hmm. It's also the Atlantic division, right? It's strong. Like Buffalo's on the oh, yeah. Detroit's a great young team. That's going to be a problem for the next few years. Tampa and Boston just don't seem to be slowing down no matter how old their players get. And the Leafs are, you know, Leafs, pretty good team down there. And Ottawa, they've just been disappointing, but they're going to be a problem too, right? So you got like so many good teams in the Atlantic that are young and have gone through that rebuild. So for Montreal to be up there, it's going to take a lot. I agree. I, you know what? Like you said, time will tell, right? So... Tell all you can do is hope, exactly. Aaron, thanks for doing this today. It was a lot of fun. Ah, no problem. Glad to be on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Keeping It Sporty podcast. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or on our website at keepingitsporty.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Keeping It Sporty. That's K E E P I N with no G, it sporty. S P O-R-T-Y. I've been your host, Elias Trekos. So long, and see you next time.